Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Bold Brew Podcast. I'm your host, Lily Savignon. We're excited to be launching this podcast where we'll explore the lives of our Bold alumni to hear the success stories post-graduation. Every two weeks, I'll be interviewing some alumni along with our Director of Culture, Patricia Menendez. Patty, say hi. Hi, everyone. Today, we have one of Bold's founding five, Jess Mendez, who graduated from FIU in 2017 with a bachelor's in advertising. She's now a digital product coordinator at NBC Universal Media. It's great to have you, Jess. Thank you for coming on our podcast. Hey, Bold peeps. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jess, as a founding member of Bold, what inspired you to create the student-run agency, and what role did you play in its creation? Wow. Okay. So what inspired me is I feel that when Lily, because Lily, I think you're the visionary behind bringing Bold back because Bold was a thing before we brought it back, right? And um, so when, when Lily approached me with this idea, with her vision, I felt called to be a part of the, the mission of the ship, you know, that was leaving. It was like setting sail. We're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go and bring this back to life. We're going to like re, uh, it's like the resurgence of, FIU's student-run ad agency. And I, I personally felt this huge gap in the School of Communication um, because so many other clubs were active and, and really well-known on campus, but I felt we needed something like that within the School of Communication for advertising for PR. And I personally wanted to get my hands um, involved on uh, advertising as an advertising major, working with clients, uh, doing real-life uh, client work, um, being as closely involved as possible to what, what it would be like to work for an advertising agency or a PR firm. I actually started out as a PR major and then switched to advertising. So Bold to me was like the perfect uh, convergence of all my passions for advertising, for design, for production, because um, I always felt called to, for example, just mess around on iMovie uh, and create like a video from scratch. And as social media started becoming a thing in the early days, it was like Tumblr, right? Where you, or Blogspot, where you'd share your thoughts with the world. It wasn't Instagram. Uh, I remember just really being active on digital platforms and always having an interest in tech. And I felt like Bold would be the perfect opportunity to, as a student, um, get really involved on campus and hone my advertising, my advertising skills. Very cool. So tell me about Bold's first years. What did you do? What kind of work did you do? Did you work with anyone in specific? So Bold, Bold has a special place in my heart because one of the most um, cultural, culturally active projects that I've worked on uh, was, was during my time with Bold. Um, and that was actually, it's, Lily, I don't know if you remember this. This is LEAP um, that I always yes. think about. It's the Ladies Empowerment Action Program. And that was one of, one of the first clients that I worked on. And I remember actually like a pioneer, we were like a petit comité of, of mm -hmm. founders. But within that, within the larger pool, the, the macrocosm of Bold, there were also like these little committees. And I remember being on like the design committee and spearheading the web design for Leap. And so Leap was actually this nonprofit for women um, who, are, who are essentially um, re-entering society after their time in prison or, or, or jail. And so for me, it was very exciting to be a part of, of the cause, right? And to be able to approach it from a communications perspective. So how to, how to share about the organization from a digital uh, perspective, creating the website, creating um, the copy. Uh, I remember playing around a lot in Illustrator with the logo, and I was like such an amateur in Illustrator and like having Lily help me out. 
And so that was, that is till this day, a very special project in my heart. Like I remember the day, Lily, that we went to their offices in, in Coral Gables. I remember the day I went to the, um, one of the founders homes and I shared the website with her. And at the time I was like, yeah, this is such a great groovy website. And now because of the amount of time that's passed and grown, I like kind of cringe when I think about the website. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, it was so great at the time, but from where I'm standing now, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it was like something that I always feel I could go back and probably do better from where I am now. Cause obviously I've grown, but at the time it was such a great project to be, to be tackling as a student, you know, having a real life client, um, and it, and it creating, helping, helping a real world nonprofit, uh, that helps women in these vulnerable positions. Once they're essentially coming back into, into society, trying to get jobs, uh, essentially creating awareness, right, around what, it, what, it, what our society needs. Um, so to me, that, that was one of the most special moments in my time in Bold. That's right. You just brought the warm and fuzzies, that's for sure. And I could tell you that from that moment, now that you say committee, I remember that. So those committees have developed into departments now, and those committee leaders are now directors, and everything has just grown exponentially, I mean, just like you have. So it's really, really exciting to hear, you know, our to hear the story of how it started and to, I guess, reconnect with you. That is crazy, Lily. I'm just, I'm out of curiosity, do you have like a head count for how many people are a part of Bull today? Yes, over 100. We're, I think we're at about 130. And ever since inception, we're at over 500 students. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> for those of you listening, I'm waving my hands up. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. You started with like less than 10 people. Yes. <laughs> well, founding five and then from there it was, you know. Right. But like every meeting, I remember yeah. like, I'm telling my friend and then I brought like a friend or I would tell people uh, through, my, through my chats for, for school. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. That's incredible. Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, it couldn't have been possible without your initiative, you know, to start this off and really give this opportunity for students who want to have that agency experience without going to the real world yet. So thank you so much. Um, And so you talked about Leap. Are there any other starter clients that you guys have? Like, how was it that you guys, you know, got these clients since you guys were a new thing at FIU? I would say Lily... Lily, I remember you playing a big part in, you know, essentially um, kicking us off the ground, right? You were like the fuel in our rocket. Um, So it was through Lily, I would say Lily's network and through Lily's um, encouragement that we, I remember approaching, I remember having kind of like a couple clients Mm -hmm. and then it was essentially like an ongoing effort to, you know, if anybody has anybody in mind, refer them to Bold. It was kind of very much like an ad hoc um, effort to bring clients in. And I can't off the top of my head remember. In fact, I would love to know some of like our founding clients. Lily, do you have that list? Because I remember Leap because I worked on it. And I know we had several more. Like I remember someone from NBC actually from a from a morning show, either as a speaker um, or some or something else within Bold. Do you do you have that list? Yes, I do have the list. And what's funny is I found a big notebook that I kept um, when we sketched out the first bold website and we wrote down the first clients and things like that. Um, the first thing you're thinking of is Luli or Lourdes Regosa, which is a SJMC alum, or now it's SCJ. Um, and she's a producer for NBC. So she came in to speak to us one day 
And I think she may have been one of the first speakers. She came in with Brendan Lopez, which I think is now outside of Miami. But uh, Monkey Jungle was actually one of our clients. Do you remember that? That's right. (laughs) Jungle Gym and Dolphin Mall? Is that? No, Monkey Jungle down south, down south of Dumont Conservancy, or maybe that was after you graduated, but it was definitely toward the beginning. Um, We also had um, FIU Honors College. And then ever since we created a relationship where we ended up um, feeding interns to their program. And now one of our bold alum uh, worked there professionally. So it's really, really nice to continue those relationships and kind of, you know, garner them. And yeah, I mean, there's so many and bold, bold itself was a client because we needed so much promotion. We needed to, you know, get the word out and figure out what our strategy was going to be. So you're just giving me crazy flashbacks right now. Cause I was <laughs> no, I worked on another client. The client was bold. <laughs> I'm just remembering now, like building the bold website on Adobe News, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I remember uh, with Alexis, like how, like figuring, trying to figure out the Instagram. But mostly, I would say, like I tackled website stuff and like web mm-hmm. design at the time, and the bold logo. The bold, the bold logo is something logo. I have a vivid memory of, like sitting next to you at your offices in LD Creative at the time. Yes. And you like with a series of clicks showed me how to like put the panther on bold. And I was like, whoa, my, I was like, my, I was a mind blown emoji at that moment in time. And I was like, what is not possible? It was like, what happened at the moment in time? So it went through my mind. Yeah. I actually remember that, that precise moment too, where we were sitting down and we came up with the logo and we said, this is it, this is it. And it's still the same one, you know? So it's really, really exciting to see that. Yeah, and I love seeing, yeah, exactly. And I love seeing the variations because you guys use the B as a standalone. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we created and it still lives on. It still rages on. You know, I'm still seeing it loud and proud. So that's great. That's awesome. So we've talked about how much we've grown and everything. And, you know, you follow us on Instagram and everything. So how much from what you've seen and have heard so far has the agency changed since you have founded it in your perspective? I think Lily said the perfect word. She said exponential. And it's crazy because I graduated, I graduated in 2018, actually, May 2018. But that we founded the agency, like what, Lily, in 2015? Mm-hmm. 20? Yeah, so what? We're talking about like five years and crazy, crazy amount of growth. I mean, it was very much a very low profile uh, kind of organization at the time when I remember being a part of it, you know, going to meetings, um, going to events. We had an entire uh, seminar. Lily, I'm remembering now as well for bold. Do you remember that? It was like a, um, we, we, like we con, we congregated in one of those rooms. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was in the college of business or, or in BBC, if, but if memory serves me right, there was like a, a series of presentations. Right. ComCon is what you're thinking of maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's ComCon is still our signature event. We ha- we hold it on a yearly basis during the spring semester. Wow. Oh, it's all, it's like that Celine Dion song. It's all coming back. (laughs) Yeah, like things like that, I remember being a part of, but they were very much low profile. And now to like, you guys reached out to me telling me, hey, we're starting Bold Brew Podcast, going back to your Instagram, going back to the Instagram and just going down, scrolling all the way down from the very beginning and seeing how much we've grown. I think for me, it's clear, like it just speaks volumes. I feel the trajectory of, of time and growth that has happened in the last, what, five, five years. Yeah, definitely. It's absolutely crazy how, like, like you said, how much exactly it was in 2015, 2021. My math is a little off. Is it what, six years, right? Since yeah, 
coming up on six years mid-year yeah. because we started in summer of 2015. That's crazy. And I joined Bold recently and I'm so happy that I did. So thank you so much for, you know, starting this and everything. And it was through Bold that I actually found out I want to work in an agency. Like this is actually what I wanted to do. <laughs> so that's awesome. So tell us about your post undergrad experience, Jess, and how you really got started in the industry. Uh, so I, I had a lot, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of experiences and internships in my collegiate career that exposed me to advertising and, and also startups. So when it came time to graduation, I knew that I wanted to work either at an advertising agency or a startup. And from my experiences in advertising agencies, I was also very curious about the publishing side, which is the client side. But I felt just gravitated to work for an advertising agency right off the bat based on everything that I experienced. That said, I graduated and I didn't graduate with like a job in hand. I graduated and I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? Do I want to stay in Miami? Do I want to go to New York or LA? Because that's where I also had some internship experiences. Um, do I want to leave this country? Like, what do I want to do? Just felt like my, the world was my oyster, but I was also so insecure as, as a, as a college, as a recent college grad could be right. Insecure and like self, you know, doubting myself, despite having seven internships, I was like, man, do I have enough experience? <laughs> so I, I spent six months job hunting after college here in Miami, specifically focused on job opportunities in Miami. And I remember applying to a bunch of tech and startups and uh, advertising agencies. And I ended up getting my first role as a digital coordinator at RBB, which is an, is, is an integrated PR firm. And that was a blessing. Um, and I call that a boot camp. It was 10 months, but it felt like over a year. And as a digital coordinator in that environment, it was a heavily focused PR environment, but also exposed me right as I, as I was working in the digital department. It also exposed me to like digital advertising, and and they also had a web development department called Spider Boost Communications, and they had their own arm dedicated to to advertising, their own little um, conglomerate within the company. So it was like RBB was the 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 bigger um, company, and inside there were all these kind of pods, if you will. And so in the, digital, in the digital team, I was exposed to a lot of these, um, pretty much all the areas of the agency. And ironically, once I got to an advertising agency, I was like, I want to go client side. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really quickly, I realized, you know, yes, I love what I'm doing. Yes, I love how much I'm learning. I love being exposed to all these different facets of advertising, but I feel like there's something more. And that's where I really got curious about, okay, what would, it be, what would it be like to work for a publishing company, specifically one in media and entertainment? Because that has been a childhood dream of mine, you know, to work for an HBO and NBC. They were on my vision board at one time. So <laughs> I, I just- totally really, yeah. <laughs> it was like a dream, a, a Netflix, especially now with streaming and all that stuff, all those companies coming in the foreground. Um, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. But I just didn't know how I was going to, I was going to make it happen. And I definitely wasn't expecting it to happen, um, this soon in my life, right. To end up working on the publishing side in, in NBC as I am now. But I would say what brought me to this current role, um, was just honestly feeling like, okay, I've done, and I've learned as much as I could in this agency, in this environment. And I feel like now's, now's, now's the time for a new challenge. And that's essentially when I, out of curiosity, I started just browsing job postings 
And then I found this one, the one that I'm currently in, that was over 30 days old. And I thought to myself, okay, this is a, this is a crusty, this is a stale job posting, right? Like in my time at RBB, I co-led the intern group. So I actually recruited interns for the agency. And I learned a lot during that time about interviewing and Shark Tank interviews and all this stuff. And so I knew from my experience that a job posting that's over 30 days old is probably not actively being recruited for. But the moment I saw the job posting, something came over me and I was like, this is the perfect, I'm, I'd be a perfect fit for this role. And over the course of three or four hours, I applied for the job, something that would have taken me at least a day before to complete, because I would have been so focused on, okay, I got to revamp my resume. I got to get feedback. Is it the right letter size font? Is this the right format? And over the course of three or four hours, I just applied for the job. And then I was like, God, do what you will. <laughs> and then next Thursday, I remember it was a Thursday because you remember when you cry. And I, I broke down crying when I got the email phone screening invitation. Because even though it was just an, a screening invitation, I was like, I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, yeah, I mean, I totally unexpected as to how I got here, but in the grand scheme of things, looking back, it makes sense because RBB, my first job out of college, and even all those seven internships that I had during college, all of those taught me different things that then built up and contributed to where I am now. That's awesome. And um, I don't know if, did you do MAPE also before, like in your senior year or junior year of college? Yes. So I'm a two-time neighbor. I started. Wow. Yeah. So I started MAPE. My first MAPE experience was in 2016. And that was in Los Angeles. That was a life changer. And then second life changer was in summer of 2017 when I interned in New York. And both experiences were crazy because I was in these other states, but I was doing so much still here in Florida for FIU. It's like, what? So I think it's when we're passionate about stuff that we just, we tap into like these fuel reserves, these energy reserves inside of us. Mm -hmm. And also, obviously, I think whenever we're in college, right, we just have that mindset of like, we're here to learn, we're here to grow, we're here to absorb. And that's definitely what propelled me through all those experiences, particularly me, because to juggle an internship, but then also meet the, meet the workshops and all the extracurriculars that are part of that program. That was a pretty intense, like jam packed summer for sure both of those summers. And so you work as a digital product coordinator at NBC Universal. And so for our listeners, including myself, who don't really know what that means, can you explain to us a little about what that entails and any projects you'd like to share? Absolutely. So when I think about what a, pro what a, what a digital product coordinator does, that's my role now. Before this, I was a digital coordinator. So it was even more vague. What does a digital coordinator do? Does she just coordinate the digital realm? Like <laughs> what goes on? Uh, so for me, I, I like to think of it, and I don't say this as a bad thing at all. A digital coordinator for me is like a bottom feeder. And what I mean by that is that there's so much diversity and variety in that realm of the ocean that you're just exposed to all kinds of things. So you you become essentially a jack of all trades and you're, you, you, be, you have the opportunity uh, to get involved in all these different aspects and facets of the business. So a, a coordinator role by, by nature is a support function. So think of it as you're there to support a team. And that's been true for me in both my work environments where I've held a coordinator role. In my current role, where I'm focused on digital product development, 
within my company today, NBC Universal, the products that we're focused on building are streaming products because we're, we're in the cable business. So my team is building essentially the streaming product, our streaming product, our company's streaming product for Latin America. Um, so NBC Universal International Work Networks takes care of five channels. That's Sci-Fi, Studio, Universal, E! Entertainment, Telemundo International, and Universal TV. So our streaming service is essentially an offering for Latin American pay TV subscribers that combines uh, the content that's available um, for all five channels. And that's how it exists today. But the goal is to, to get it to grow. In a nutshell, I would say a digital product coordinator, a digital coordinator even, does a little bit of everything. You have exposure to every facet of the business, um, which is really exciting because you get to learn a whole lot about all the, what, all the other teams. Uh, for example, mark, in my case, marketing, programming, um, sales, <laughs> I'm like blanking now on teams, <laughs> uh, content, what all these teams contribute um, and working very closely with them to support, to fill gaps, uh, to bring projects and, and uh, yeah, to build digital products, in my case, to life. Um, so the digital product that we're focusing on building right now is a streaming product for Latin America, where all our five channels, uh, where content for all of our five channels live. And eventually, we see that evolving into a much bigger product that maybe perhaps has a bigger offering. Um, another product, for example, that I've built in my time at NBC is uh, this product called eVideo News. So in Latin America, we have eOnline Latino and eOnline Brazil. So eVideo News was essentially a project that came into the fold because we got to thinking, okay, how can we extend the lifetime of uh, video content that's being pub published monthly on the eOnline sites, right? It's news content. It's all about celebrities and pop culture. How can we maximize that life, the lifetime of those videos and perhaps inject a local offering. So with eVideo News, we actually um, did a spinoff in Chile where we partnered with a major carrier called Intel and we created news content specifically for Chilean celebrities and celeb uh, Chilean um, pop culture. So that really drove up um, our, our monthly active users and, and the usage that the app got. Um, but also another pretty awesome opportunity that I've had while during my time at NBC that's not part of my job description is leading live streams. So in, the, in 2020, I led almost like or over 20 live streams. In addition to the first ever post-COVID-19 uh, Latin live stream for the Latin billboards, uh, actually, that took place here in Miami in October at the BB&T Center. That was insane. I was essentially, I remember that day because it was like a new high. And for me, production is always a high. But when I did that event, because of COVID-19 and all the health protocols and all the restrictions, we were no longer able to have a team of four, six people like other red carpet events. This time it was just me, the videographer and the host. And so I had to play the role of a live stream operator, a live stream producer, talent booker, and a production assistant adjusting the boom mic all in one. And it was like the most uh, action-packed two hours of my life. <laughs> I remember calling my boss <laughs> literally 10 minutes before we were about to start saying, uh, it's not letting me go live on YouTube. It's not letting me go live on YouTube. I need you. And my boss was on vacation. Okay. My boss was off. And I was like, I'm so sorry to do this to you, but we are not. It's not. It, essentially what happened was YouTube locked me out. Google has this two 
factor authentication now. And because it didn't recognize me, it was essentially blocking me from entering. And YouTube was one of our, YouTube is one of our biggest platforms for live streaming um, for not just E, but Telemundo International. So I called my boss. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Please tell me you're nearby a computer. And it was amazing. He was able to, <laughs> to stream uh, one of my outputs. You know, I was physically there and transmitting the signal. And he was able to just simply uh, go live from, from his, you know, from his place here in Miami. And it was like a, a, a team effort, you know, also on WhatsApp, uh, talking to people in the region. Hey, is this showing up good in, 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 uh, in Mexico, in Colombia? Are you seeing the signal well? What, you know, what kind of questions do you need me to ask the host? Because I was connected to the host via, um, via I can't what they're called, um, but via a little... Uh, <laughs> The little earpieces, like something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you listening, I'm doing this weird hand gesture near my ear. And I'm like, you know, thing, the thing that you put on your ear. That, like agents do, like copy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I was connected to her via an audio system. And I was essentially feeding her questions uh, based on what was coming in and what's out. It was crazy two hours of my career. And that's definitely one of the highlights to this day. I was like, wow, did I do that? <laughs> um, so, but that's, you know, I, I mentioned all this because none of this is really was part of my job description when I applied for this role. All of these projects are things that I've essentially jumped at in my role and said, yes, yes. And here's what I think, or yes. And here's what else, you know? So all of the things that I, that, I, that are on my plate career-wise in my, in my day-to-day role, I feel like it's stuff, not just that I feel like I need to do in order to support the team, my team specifically, but also stuff that I'm doing to create value for my team and the organization at large. Because I think, honestly, that's, that's why I show up to work. You know, I don't show up to work, um, you know, just to clock in and clock out. For me, it's like, okay, what kind of uh, vision am I contributing to? What's the purpose here? In order for me to feel good, um, I need to feel good about the work that I do. And that comes in when I create this added value by doing things like live streams, you know, that ne- don't necessarily add up to my day to day, but they do, I would say, create um, added value for, for our business. Definitely. And I think everyone at Bold feels the same way that it's all about the team effort, especially at Bold, we're all students and it's all about the team. So with that, how has Bold helped you in your career in your development and everything, what you're doing now? I would say, and this is not an understatement, Okay, for those of you listening, this is not an understatement. I would say I would not be here today without Bold because I, I'm a genuine believer that I needed every aspect of my trajectory of my journey to bring me up until this point. And if I would go back into the past and kind of delete Bold, it's almost like I don't think I'd be here right now. I, I don't know where I'd be actually. I know that sounds silly because, oh, it's just one thing. But I, I firmly believe that all of it stacks up and it creates like this positive interest, you know, you know, like uh, negative or positive interest. It, it creates this positive interest in your life where all of a sudden, you know, one day you're like, whoa, look at where I am. But it, it didn't just happen overnight. It was this slow building up. And so for me, bold, especially as a student, it contributed to this really strong foundation um, of, of practice. Right. Because I had all this passion for advertising. Uh, for communications, for design, but I had no, you know, I had it previous to Bold, prior to Bold, I had no place to channel that. So, um, or I would say that it was very limited, you know, my, my playground, my sandbox, so to speak. So Bold was a great channel for me to practice, to practice, to learn, to grow, um, and to share and to network, you know, um, 
It really did as a student looking back. And I can say this now looking back, because at the time I was just like, oh, another thing. That's so exciting, you know, but looking back when I'm connecting the dots, yeah, I don't think I'd be where I am today without gold, you know, and I learned also a big part of um, my desire for social advocacy also came from working specifically with Leap, that client that I had, I would never been introduced to should I had, you know, never had a chance to be in bold. So it seems, it doesn't seem like a big thing in the grand scheme of things, but I genuinely do believe that it all sets up and everything that we do, especially in, a, in an organization like Bold will only help you in the future. So speaking about the future, what's to come for you, Jess? What are your goals and what are you looking forward to? I'm disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh goodness. I, you know, I used to have a hard time picturing where I'd be literally at this age. I didn't, I thought something like crazy would happen. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, I did. It's a pandemic. Maybe that's why. Um, no, so now more than ever, I feel like I have this clarity actually about what my next step, and I, this is not like to say that I know where I'm going to be in five years or 10. I've always struggled <laughs> to see that far ahead. Um, even though I know that I'm going to be leading a fulfilling career, right? I just don't know specifically what my title will be. You know, will I still be at NBC? I hope, but Hey, will I be doing other stuff? So for me, what I think about is what's next for me now? Like what's next for me in this year of life? Um, and I'm in this season of life where I'm essentially looking to transition from jack of all trades into master of none. I'm still in my twenties I'm 24. Uh, so hopefully by next year, if we talk again, you know, I'll tell you, yeah, Hey, Patricia. Yeah. I'm, I'm all of a sudden now, uh, you know what, the customer experience and the user experience is my jam. Like that is the area that I'm super focused on now, um, within my day to day role. And so that's specifically within an NBCU. That's the area that I want to, to get more um, hands-on, uh, more involved in, I should say, because specifically when it comes to streaming, I, I'm so curious and so driven by what the, viewer, what the viewer's behavior is and what the viewer's interests are and dissecting what content performs well or doesn't perform well. Um, being the architect of the experience, whether it's the platform in and of itself, whether it's the experience that they have around the product. To me, that would be the next step for me in my career, um, specifically based on where I am right now. As far as Jess as a whole, though, I feel like very called to, uh, to branch out in, in other entrepreneurial endeavors. So I hope that if we talk again next time uh, this year, this time next year, that I'll tell you, hey, Patricia, yes, I've started a podcast of my own, or like I'm doing voiceover work again, because I used to actually do that a lot growing up. And it's stuff, again, that I, I have this passion for, but because I haven't practiced it, it's almost like a, it's like a little light, it's faint, but it's still there. And I, I just got to like add, it's like a seed, I just got to add water to it. And so that's my plan also for this year is to just add water to all the seeds of passion in my life. And, and, um, Speaking is definitely one of them. You know, like right now, I can't tell you how exciting this is for me to be a part of this Bold Brew podcast because I, I feel called to share and to give back. And I, I ask myself and I think about all the time, if I, you know, what did I wish I knew? What was, what is it that I wish I knew back when I was 22, back when I was 20? You know, we can, we, I can say that now because I'm 24 and I've lived through more time. But at the time, you know, I was just doing as best I could. And if I could, 
I, if I could help, and Lily, this is a, this is a, an open invitation for you. Please use me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, because I feel that um, the best things happen when we create community. And to me, that's like the next calling as well in my life is to create a community of learning and development entrepreneurship, because I think that's, that's the next level. That's awesome. And you said, like, I wish I could tell, like, you know, my 22 self certain things that I've learned now. And on that, is there any words of advice of wisdom for our listeners that you have that are also just starting their career? I feel like that could be a, a completely standalone, like a different podcast episode or a series. Um, <laughs> Cause I, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot. Um, and I could go on and on about this, but I will say thinking about the bold, the bold member and the student, what would be most valuable for you listener? I think if I'm putting myself in your shoes, I would want to know, man, there's a book about 20 somethings and identity capital. And I'm drawing the blank on the title right now, but what the, the meaning or the value behind the book is this, you're most likely 20 something. And you're still learning and developing like crazy. Like now's the time. If you're thinking about doing something, if you've got this wild idea in your mind and you're like, I don't know if I should do it. I don't think I'm good enough. Stop that inner critic. Just go for it. Just go for it. Because even if you fall, you'll learn something and that'll just contribute to the next mountain that you tackle and the next thing that you do. And this concept of identity capital, the reason I, why I feel called to share it with whoever's listening is because Identity capital is something we're always building, but you're never in a more poised position to build it than you are now when you're 20 something and you've got what two arms, but in a way you're like an octopus and you can develop four more if need be, you know, when are you going to be this young again? When are you going to be this, um, you know, full of, of vigor again? So don't live like you've got, you know, more time ahead and tomorrow exists and you can just realize that thing tomorrow, you know, tomorrow or another day, I would say, do it now. Live like if you're living for just now um, and specifically, you know, branch out however you can. The reason why Bold was such an important part of my collegiate career um, alongside all the other organizations that I was involved in is because it gave me a chance to build a network of connections to grow and learn so much, not just in areas that I was interested in, but grow and learn in things that I didn't even know about. Really, I remember you telling me, inviting me to a topic um, about data visualization, which at the time I was like, what's data visualization? And I remember going to that lesson just to learn. And it blew my mind how all these, how all these people built these, these uh, infographics and charts. And I was like, whoa, until this day in my role, I actually pull some of that knowledge in. So you never know how something yeah, or someone in your life now, or even in the past is going to help you in the future. And I would say that's where identity capital kicks in. You know, never underestimate yourself and um, what you're capable of. Thank you so much, Jess. I bet everyone who's listening right now is like, ah, I needed to hear that. So thank you again for joining us today. We wish you the best of luck and we cannot wait to see what's in store for you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, my pleasure. connect with us on social media, make sure to follow us on our Instagram at boldfiu. And to learn more about Bold and our work, visit us at boldfiu.com.
Don't forget to subscribe and catch us in two weeks where we will be talking with two former Mate Fellows who are working in the advertising industry. See you next time on the Bold Brew Podcast.